op-ed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Mm-mm-mm. Hope you're all doing well. And let's see. We didn't have a game Monday, which kind of, I don't know, bummed me out a little. But I did tr- we did try out the Index Card RPG here at the house with Gage and I. And I kind of like it. It's a little, it, it's not really just one player and me. It went rather fast and kind of like boring. It's also kind of lethal. But I still like it. I want to try it again with a few other people. See how that goes. Anyway, remember me talking about back pocket adventures, you know, things you carry around in your back pocket, in your bag, in your whatever, to run at a moment's notice. I always like to have at least one of those in my bag that you you know pretty well that you can run. Well, what about back pocket encounters that you can slip into anywhere? Those things can be handy, too, especially if you're doing something like, hmm, I don't know, playtesting something, trying a, trying something out where you just want to sit down with a couple of people and go, okay, let's try this out. You guys have char- make characters, and we'll just run this thing. Those can come in very, very handy, and I'll talk more about that after this. Okay, what I mean by backpack and encounters is an encounter or two. Just a, a, an average encounter, say, in a fantasy world. If you're doing fantasy or some other genre, you can do this with any genre. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. But I, since I'm stuck pretty much in the fantasy type role playing, I like to do it. That's that's what I usually have. And it could be anything. From a city encounter to a wilderness encounter to a dungeon encounter, it doesn't really matter. Like, for instance, I I have the Index Card RPG core book, but I also printed out the quick start guide for my grandson to make a character. But he, he also did use the other book, too, the main book. But in the back, it had like a little one-page, two-page, three-page encounter, or rather, adventure Trying to get the t- a tooth out of this beast to show his worth to the king, whatever. Where he had to go to a goblin camp who worshipped this thing. The goblins who worshipped this thing, he had to stop them and then go get the beast, etc., etc., etc. And I worked in one of my basic encounters, which is pretty much... Uh, you're traveling along a ravine, you get jumped. No big deal. You can stage it any way you want. That's like standard stuff for me. In fact, it's kind of a variation on the very first encounter I ever did with Gage and a couple of his friends, which is really interesting. Here's my basic encounter. I take three goblins and an ogre. And they're traveling down the road near a ravine. And they see this woman... that, that's on the road like she's injured. You know, she's lying in the middle of the road like she was jumped or something like that. Well, the characters go up there and find out it's a goblin in a dress, and there's three other goblins. Or, okay, three, four goblins. Three other goblins who surround him, plus an ogre in front of them. And that's basically it. 
that's basically how I run it. And that's basically to test the metal of the game and test the metal of the players. And a nice thing about that kind of thing is it's an ambush, so you can play it anywhere. You can play it out in the wilderness. You can play it in the city, as I said before. So you have that, and it's, you know, it's, it's a few goblins, an ogre. You, I throw an ogre in there just, okay, here's the, let's see how you do against regular regular monsters. Now let me give you a big monster and see what happens, or a big-ish monster. The whole, the whole premise being that the ogre is the one who's, who's forcing the goblins. Not forcing, but I mean, it's a gang where he's the leader and says, okay, you get there, you stay here, you surround them, and then we'll go. I remember the first time I ran this, which was very interesting because not only Gage was on the ball, but his friends were on the ball. This one guy who had a bow, and he had happened to, he said he was like a few paces behind the party. Well, they got jumped, and he backed off, and they were near a woods. And he went and he took his arrows, and he lit them on fire and fired them at the ogre. And that was very, very effective. And I looked at him, and it's like, this kid's like, Oh, thir- 12, maybe. And it's like, wow, that's good. Okay, fine. You're doing fire damage. He's taking damage every round until he gets the arrow out. And so the kid was like, yeah, because he'd never played before. These kids never played before, including Gage. And it was it was fun watching kids do that, improvise, and get their you can see the creativity coming out of them as they're doing it. It's, it's just glorious to watch. It's it's a lot of fun. So find your back pocket encounter too that you can run for with stuff just to test things out. Or if you just it's also a filler encounter. You know, it's a filler encounter if you need something. It could be almost a random encounter. If you're in the middle of a game and it's running short, you know, throw that in or something. So there's that anyway i gotta go start my day this is a short one so if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else oldmangrognar gmail.com or you can drop me a voicemail on anchor where it monetized so as little as 99 cents a month you can help to support this program and i would thank you thank you jonathan oliver mark Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel for helping me out. I really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting me. And don't forget Mark C. Wall Rings podcast, The Yawning Albear. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.